Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 22nd day of June, and we are in the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now, yesterday we introduced the story of Jesus coming into the east side of Jerusalem on the Sunday before the resurrection. This is the day that kicks off Passover week. This is what we now in Christian circles call Palm Sunday. We call it that, of course, because they will spread their clothes and their, what Mark will say, leafy branches and spread them out on the road. But what's really significant is less about the palm fronds going onto the ground and more about the fact that Jesus intentionally rides in on a donkey. He told them to go into the village and as soon as you enter it, you find a colt tied, no one's rode on it, loose it, bring it. If anyone says, what are you doing? Tell them the Lord has need of it and immediately he will send it here. We read that yesterday. Let's move on to verse 4, and we're going to tie this in with a prophetic word from the Old Testament. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. Um, don't let the word colt throw you off. That's a, a word that from the original translation can have to do with age or youth. It's not a colt and a donkey. I think there's even a translation that says colt and donkey. It's the colt. It's a young donkey. Jesus had said it had never been ridden before. They find it tied by the door and they loose it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. We're not to assume they steal this. Jesus has told them that whoever owns it will let them do it. And I think this is an an interesting little aside, perhaps, about the nature of Jesus and how the father must have spoken to him. We don't we don't have writings by Jesus like he sits down, keeps a diary and says today I did this and the Lord told me this. We don't have that. That would have been uncommon in that part of the world anyway, but we do see little moments like this where Jesus gives insight into the fact that he has heard something from the Father and knows more information than we do and that he is using it in real time. So obviously, in prayer or in the moment, he had heard from the Father that there was a man in the nearby village that would loan his donkey to Jesus. We don't know the name. We don't know the details. This is just one example of what had to be thousands of moments where Jesus has supernatural insight. He literally is a walking word of wisdom, uh, to use a Pauline phrase from the gifts of the Spirit, that his words are words of wisdom and words of knowledge, that he hears the Father say. And they brought the colt to Jesus. They threw their clothes on it. He sat on it in verse 7. Then verse 8, And many spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we're going to save that for tomorrow. For today, I want to take you back to the Old Testament. We'll do that again tomorrow with a different passage because this actually incorporates several things. As you can tell, there's a quote, and we'll get to that tomorrow. But in the Old Testament prophetic book of Zechariah, which by my assessment is one of the most underutilized prophetic books of the Old Testament in regard to Jesus, 
If you've read my book, Between the Pieces, you know that we do a lot of work from Zechariah chapter 11, where the Bible tells us that they will weigh out 30 pieces of silver to buy God out of his end of the covenant, and he'll snap his covenant with his peoples. And we do chapters on this stuff in that book, Between the Pieces. You know that this is the famous Spirit of Grace book. Uh, this is the famous uh, awake, O sword, against my shepherd. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Um, those are just small examples. There's a lot. Another one is Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, the next verse says that he'll cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow is going to be cut off. So there's a juxtaposition in Zechariah 9.9 between a king that rides a donkey and Zechariah 9.10 of a battle horse that gets cut off. Jesus requests the colt of a donkey so that he fulfills the Zechariah 9.9 prophecy. But in doing so, he's also declaring himself to be king. Listen to the verse again. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. So by getting on that donkey and riding into Jerusalem opposite a battle horse, which as we talked about yesterday, Pilate enters Jerusalem the same time, on the other side of the city, or at least in the same general time. And in doing so, he set himself up as king. But what king rides a donkey? And that's the great irony of of Jesus. That's the great irony of the kingdom of God. It looks nothing like the kingdoms of the earth. And here's the beauty. This king that's riding in on a donkey is about to go to the cross, step into death, harrow hell, come out in the resurrection, and is the establishment of a kingdom that has no end, and in doing so, will break the battle bow of the horse that enters Jerusalem. It just doesn't look the way people might anticipate it to look. But the riding in on a donkey is very much the fulfillment of a prophetic word, and it should be seen as the arrival of the king. Now, when Jesus gets into Jerusalem and he stands in front of Pilate, Pilate will ask him if he's a king, and Jesus will say, well, you say it, and it's your word. But if my kingdom were of this earth, my disciples would fight. So he's not denying that he's a king. He's just denying he's the kind of king Pilate can recognize. And I would say this, whenever we assume that Jesus is the kind of king that looks like the kings of the earth, we are not looking at Jesus. He's the kind of king that looks nothing like the kings of the earth. We'll go into the rest of these verses in regards to their prophetic fulfillment because we're going to find them in the Old Testament. We'll do that tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.